welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to the show. Uh, full disclosure before we start today's episode, if you have, if you know anybody from LA or follow anybody from LA on social media, you know it's unbearably hot here. <sighs> Hotter here. than it ever should be. So we have to have the air conditioning on today. So if you can hear it in the background, I'm sorry, but we'll literally die if we can't yeah. have it on. I mean, usually when we record without the AC and it's only like 80 degrees outside, we're sweaty messes by the end of it. And so now it's like a hundred degrees outside, no exaggeration. And I, I refuse. I love you, but I refuse to melt into a puddle for you. <laughs> <laughs> So please bear with us. Yes, but it's tradition time. Time to uh, finish up our yearly time machine run to 20 years back in the past and find out how the rest of 2002 went in the Korean music world. Yeah. And I say Korean music world because I think as we do these, it becomes more obvious that like ballad singers and stuff that like while it's still popular in korea there's a specific like k-pop scene and mm -hmm. the music shows are like reserved for like groups and like yeah. there's a lot more like standard k-poppy k-pop so in these older episodes it's a better mix of like yeah absolutely we're definitely not only discussing k-pop releases in this episode or yes. in these episodes i should say um, but as always, forgiveness in advance if we forget anything or miss anything, because these are episodes where we don't have like a beautiful list to just mm -hmm. work off of and dig into. We have to make the list yes. from scratch. <laughs> yes. And from a variety of resources that... Us are sometimes incomplete um, or, you know, inaccessible to us in different ways. So we do our best to try and make a comprehensive list of some of the more notable releases and news items. But as always, we cannot cover everything and I'm, I can rest assured that we do not. <laughs> <laughs> So on that note, to start today, I wanted to go back to a debut that I missed in the first half because this group did not start promoting until this half. Mm. So I missed it, but I feel like it must be discussed. And this was the debut of Sweetie, S-W-I period T, mm -hmm. a three-member girl group from YG, and they released a song called I'll Be There. Uh, so yeah, this music video was so of this time period. Mm -hmm. I was like yes. blown away by it. Like the late, the P Diddy laser tunnels and their like TLC outfits yeah. and the, like the wigs and the like future sculpt hair and all the things yeah. happening in it. There's, I have to say like a bit of a flash warning if you go looking for this <laughs> music video. Cause when it started, I felt blinded. Um, and the looks are really fun in the music video. I love that crazy pink wig and like all of their outfits, but the song itself is 
pretty flat and like one note throughout the entire thing. Um, and they just kind of felt like a fake music video for like Xenon. You know right, what I right, mean? Right. Like it just didn't feel real. And there's like a guy in it who's like second verse or whatever. Like he pops up so much and I know we'll talk about him. Yeah. It's I'm pretty positive based on the music video that that male voice is Yang Hyun Suk or YG like the head of YG and he's like doing his best Timbaland impression and being like and at one point he goes now bring that shit back and it's yes. like not bleeped on anything yeah even on the music shows and it's like pretty loud like <laughs> bring that shit back and you're like oh well, all right then uh but this group this is the only thing that they ever did and that is probably because Young Hyun Suk YG who was 33 at the time, was dating one of the members, Lee Unju, who was only 20. They are married now. But he said on a show years later that he purposefully didn't do anything for Sweetie because he didn't want her to get popular. Yeah. So he purposefully didn't do anything for the group so he could keep her for himself. And I remember us learning about Sweetie and this fact like back when we did our first gen episode and it's just as upsetting to hear now as it was then yes but i had to mention had it. to be had to be included so let's bring us into fully into july 2002 the first comeback we have is from the group cool they released their seventh album which was called seven spelled seven e-v-e-n and the main single is called truth <laughs> So this was Cool 7th album, and it was the number one album of the entire year of 2002 at 647,000 copies sold. Um, and the album cover has the three uh, members, and it looks like those old Steve Madden ads where there was like a tiny body and a really big head, and they all have afros. Mm. And Cool was a co-ed group yes. that we've mentioned before. Two guys, one girl. This song won five music show trophies, and the music video is very fun and silly. Yeah. It opens with the girl and one of the guy members very poorly pretending to make out on a beach. Like, their faces are nowhere so near each other. So far away from each other. <laughs> and then the other member, like, floats in, like, a corpse onto the beach. And the girl screams, and the guy faints. It's very funny. And then, yeah, the rest of the video is, like, at a resort, they're like playing pool volleyball. And then they like do the dance scenes in this glass cathedral that I know I saw on a We Got Married mm. episode once. Sure. Um, and that was familiar to me. But yeah, this was very fun. And I get why it was like the number one album of the year. It's got it's got all the vibes. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah, the song goes through like a lot of different moments, but it's overall very fun. Uh, next comeback was on the 5th, and this was solo singer Wax with her album Wax 3, and the single was called Please. Um, 
This was the third best-selling album of 2002 at 568,000 copies sold. And as was the fashion of the time, we'll get into it a lot more in this episode. This has an eight-minute tragic story music video. Mm. I did not write down the specific tragic story of this one. So this is the this is the like summary that I have, and I will full disclosure admit that I skimmed through this music video. <laughs> but there's a homeless girl who like stalks a cute boy who turns out to be a radio DJ at a radio station that also is a coffee house where you can like watch the radio DJ. Unclear. Okay. This boy feeds yogurt to fish. <laughs> he has like. <laughs> I just said that. Yogurt. My voice just cracked in such a weird way. But I had to write it down because there's a point where she like follows him home and is like peering through his window because she stalks him and he is like drinking a yogurt drink and he has a bowl of fish and he like smilingly like pours some of the yogurt to like share it with his fish and he like watches them like, oh, drink it. It's weird. I had to write it down. <laughs> anyway. I my I believe that she like pretends not to be homeless, goes to the cafe because she gets kicked out of the cafe watching him DJ. Uh-huh. She pretends not to be homeless, gets allowed into the cafe, somehow strikes up a relationship with this boy. I don't know. He finds out that she's homeless. She's suddenly not homeless anymore. Unclear. He looks everywhere for her. She disappears, avoids him, then discovers that he's been like drawing a lot of pictures of her and like maybe actually knew that she was homeless because it like has her homeless beanie in the pictures. (laughs) And then years later, she has a baby and is listening to the radio and hears like a radio dedication from him because he looks all over town and can never find her. Wow. And that's the story of that music. Wow. (laughs) Well, Wax was nominated for Best Female Artist at the Mamas for this song. She didn't win, but she was nominated. And like I said, it was the number three album. So it was a big deal. And we saw Wax at the Korean Festival once. We sure did. She's great. (laughs) She's a a beautiful singer. And she comes up a lot in these early early episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next up on the 13th of July, Shinwa came back uh, with a second single off of their album Perfect Man, which had come out earlier in the year. And that single is called I Pray For You, number four, letter U. Like I said, this was the second single off of their fifth album, and they got one Music Camp trophy for this. And the music video is very similar to the SM Town Summer Vacation yeah. music videos. Like they're on at a resort sitting on boats and stuff. But the color palette is so muted, and it seems like it's about to rain outside. Like it doesn't have bright summer vibes. No, it's at like all. it's like the whole video is desaturated and just like doesn't have any vibrant colors. It's very strange. Um, and the whole song has like the softest, prettiest vocals for the most part, and then this like whatever like crazy, super urgent beat underneath it that I was just like. Why is this here? <laughs> um, and yeah, just content warning because it surprised me. But the rapper says the N word in his rap. For and no. Said it on every music show and like, yep, it's there. Yeah. It's there. Mm-hmm. And that has come Crazy. up before, I think, yes. because we've talked about how people 
more modern artists that have covered this song, some of them have included it, some of them have taken it out or whatever. Um, but yeah, that is, that's a fact. That's a fact. It's in there. Um, next up on the list, 718, uh, ballad singer Sung Shi Kyung came back with an album called Melody Diamour. And the main single title translates to We Get Along Pretty Well. <laughs> This album was number eight for the year at 425,000 copies sold, and he won seven music show trophies for this song. Damn. It was very popular. It's very good. I love the little like marimba <laughs> beat throughout yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole thing. It's so light and fun. So like he is a very cute boy with like mid-length hair and little square glasses. And the music video depicts like him having like there's a he's on vacation and there's a girl cleaning his room and he like catches her dancing to his music in the room and then they like have a little like summer vacation romance and it's very sweet. But then at the end of the music video, he can't find her and he asks other members of the staff and they're like, I don't know. And then he checks his video camera and all the videos that he took of her. There's no one in it. Yeah. So maybe she was a ghost. Yeah. And like, and she disappears like right next to him. Yeah. Like they're like laying down in a field and then it like zooms in on him and then zooms back out as he looks over to her and she's gone. Um, and I, I laughed. My notes say, I love a surprise ghost. Yeah. <laughs> It seemed out of nowhere. And then for the music show stages, like he was just singing alone. And then he had like so many male backup dancers who were doing this very flaily, like huge arm dance behind him. Oh my God. It's really wild. And they're giving it their all. <laughs> like their faces are really animated and smiley. And like, it is so much fun. I was like, I love these dancers. They're all killing it. <laughs> Next up on the 19th, former HOT member Moon Hee Joon, our favorite emo boy to make fun <laughs> so of, emo. came back with his second solo album called Messiah. And the main single's title translates essentially to The Giving Tree, but sometimes the song is also just called Generous. This album was the number 35 best-selling album of the year at 117,000 copies, and he got two music show trophies for it in September. And the lyrics of the song, he is the titular giving tree who has given everything away to this woman who left him. Like, one of the lyrics is, a miserable bare branch with nothing to do, my shabby, wretched existence. <laughs> and, like, for the stages and in the video, like, for whole verses, he would hold himself in like a stiff robot pose and like turn extremely slowly. And if you were worried, of course, rest assured, there was there is a screaming uh, verse of this as well. He does get his screamo in there. It's got to be in there. It's got to be in there. And every single time he like, because at first he's just he does the stages similar to the music video in that like there's a band behind him and he's just like singing with a microphone in his little like robot tree pose 
And then there's four backup dancers behind him, like popping and locking. <laughs> and it's really silly to have the back, like the backup dancers dancing in front of the band feels And weird. they're popping so slowly because it's yes. like not a fast song. And then every time <laughs> in the stage, it's the same setup, like the band and then the backup dancers and then him in the front with the mic. And every time he dropped into the like elbow, like tree thing, I fucking lost it. <laughs> I was like cackling so hard. I couldn't even stand it. This song is so wild. Our, our little emo, emo man. He's such an emo man. Sharpest hairdos. <laughs> Um, also a fun fact, I read that there's a song on this album entitled Media that is critical of the media, <laughs> and it was banned by all the stations. Because it was banned by the media. Yeah, they were not going to hear <laughs> any of that. Um, July 30th, a piece of interesting news. Music sharing site Soribada, this was like the Korean version of Napster, and if you're too young to know what Napster is, it was like one of the first file sharing sites where people would like upload MP3s of music and then anybody could download it. But like it was free and there was lots of viruses and it was like, and Napster also got in America also got shut down mm -hmm. because it was like escaping right, exactly. royalties and anybody getting paid for music. So the Korean version was deemed illegal on July 30th, but the company immediately launched a new version by August that was called Soribata 2, <laughs> and they skirted the laws by making the new service peer-to-peer. -peer. So instead of all of the MP3s getting uploaded to the Soribata servers, it was like people had these MP3s on their own computer, and then they could share them with you, mm. which is, I think, how like all pirating shit works nowadays. Yeah. But anyway, that's how they like got around it. But it was big news at the time. And like, maybe we could dig into something like this another day. But like at this time, MP3s were still such a new concept that nobody in the music industry knew what to do about mm -hmm. them because they were still selling physical media. Right. And so it was like, how do you digitally sell a song and keep people from then sharing those songs with each right. other or whatever? Yeah, how do you continue to make money off of something that isn't tangible yeah 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 so i just thought that was interesting yeah, very interesting back in the wild west days of the internet yeah <laughs> um another comeback that happened in july i don't know the exact date but unji wan from sexkeys had put out his second album unji wan 2 and the second single that he promoted in the summer was called unji wan go ji wan go um, there's no music video for this song or anything, but I saw it on a music camp and had to write it down because it's so hilariously nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's also really funny that this song came out in 2003 mm -hmm. because this is like a 1995 Quad City DJ's yeah, yeah, yeah. Jock Jam song. Mm -hmm. So I was just surprised that he was able to get away with this like in 2002. 
Yeah, I was also <laughs> very surprised. And I, I had a hearty laugh, too, because the backup dancers in that music camp performance that you put in the playlist are the same backup dancers that Cool is using in the same video oh, you wow. put. Because I recognize their hair. One of them has, like, really long dreads in a ponytail. Um, and it's the same group of dancers. So I was like, I wonder if these are, like, music camp dancers. Yeah, I wonder if music camp that had, had to, dancers. Yeah, and they had to, like, learn the choreo for everyone. But that song just really made me laugh because it feels more like again like a fake song that you would use for like aerobics or something because right. it's like back forward up and down or whatever <laughs> and at one point he says one time for the rodeo ride it girl and I wrote that down because that's inappropriate very inappropriate <laughs> all right that brings us into August on August 1st, solo artist Kim Hyun Jung released an album titled Diet, and the main single is called Tankai, which means with a single stroke. <laughs> This was the number 32 album for the year at 179,000 copies sold. And there are two versions of this song. The one that I just played is the music video version, which is like very disco, yeah. like with the, with the oh, strings great. and everything. So it's good. very disco. But the version she performed on music shows was like a super 2000s club mix mm -hmm. version of the song that sounds, it's the same song, but the backing is totally different. Um, and I thought it was interesting that in the stage that I put in the playlist, she's wearing a very early version of those chap pants, short yeah, pants. The, like suspender pants. Yes, or garter the belt pants. With the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. pant part connected, but they're pleather and they're like more 2000 y. But I was like, hey, th these pants have existed for a long time. Yeah, I guess they have. Okay, now I have a piece of breaking news from August 2nd. So. On August 2nd, fugitive Lee Suman was spotted in Los Angeles. So Lee Suman, SM Entertainment head at the time, and his business partner, Se Sewan, had fled the country because they were key suspects in an investigation for embezzling approximately $930,000 from SM and for committing stock fraud. So on this day, Lee Suman was spotted in L.A. playing golf and got chased to his car by paparazzi. And it was like big news that he had been spotted. Um, he would not return to South Korea for another year. And he was immediately arrested at the airport when he got back. And then he was let go and nobody and it was fine. I <laughs> have... Have we ever discussed a fugitive Lee Suman before? Because this felt like news to me. Like, I was like, I don't think I ever knew that this happened. I don't know that I did. I feel like there's a chance in the company in like episode eight when we talked about companies or whatever that we might have been like, mm. and he's gotten in trouble for like money shit before. But I didn't know that he'd fled the country. Like yeah, I knew that I he did had not done any of bad business things before, but mm. I didn't know that he tried to run away. Wow. No, I had no idea of any of this. I'm shocked. <laughs> shocked, I tell you. Yeah, it's wild to think that I mean, he hasn't been, like, in charge for, like, five years, but that they, like, let him keep being mm -hmm. in charge, and he's still ceremonially in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like... Like, we saw him at the Super M concert. Yeah. 
He has a Lee Suman Square here in LA. It's just an intersection, but still. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Super wow. Um, Another fun, funny, I thought it was a funny piece of news that I found is. is on August 6th, uh, Sekshki's member Kang Sung Hoon participated in a photo gallery show that had a nude photo of him in it. I went to find the picture, and the picture itself is pretty funny. He is like full planking on the beach, like laying on his stomach, like planking, and you can only see one of his butt cheeks from yeah. the side. But this was a very big deal, and apparently a lot of celebrities attended the gallery show as well. I also had to Google the photo, obviously, (laughs) and it is funny, because it's just him lying down, but it's from the side. So you just see, like, his hip, really. Yeah. But you know that he's not wearing pants. Yeah. Scandal. Scandal, though. So on August 13th, we had a comeback from a band called Cherry Filter. They released an album called Made in Korea with the single Romantic Cat. Oh, that rasp. Yes, she is a really great voice. This is a um, band that has a front woman lead singer who does also play the guitar, but when she performs it, it's just her singing, and then there's like a guitarist, a bassist, and a drummer. Um, This was the number 49 album of the year at 128,000 copies sold, and the group was formed in 1997, but this is the song that supposedly made them famous, and it actually came after the front woman had taken a hiatus from the group uh, in 2001 to do solo stuff in Japan, but then she came back and she's still in Cherry Filter today. Um, And yeah, the music video for this is absolutely the worst quality music video I've ever encountered, period, but also especially for any of these episodes. So the clip is pulled from the live performance because even the audio of the music video is terrible. And it's just the band like walking around, running around the city, and then they're like playing in a warehouse and they're playing on a roof and maybe they're playing on a boat or whatever, but it's just like a... Here's the rock song. Um, But the song does start with sweet little kitty. And it gets like repeated throughout the song. And it's, it's very fun. It's a fun song. Yeah. Then the next day on August 14th, we had a comeback from People Crew. They released an album called We Believe We Can Fly. And the single was called Samel Movement. I couldn't find chart information for this song, um, but the Korean wiki said that the album wasn't very popular at first, but then one of the members, MC Mong, started working on TV as like an MC, and he gained attention for the group. Fun fact, MC Mong is the guy who pulled his own teeth out to try to not go to the military. Oh, wow. Yes, we have talked about that before. Well, here he is. (laughs) Um, The music video for this is pretty wild. It's like very cinematic. It's five minutes long and it's like really over the top comedic. Um, But it just has like so many things happening in it. Like at the beginning, like men are like 
asking out women and like getting like crazy rejected, like pushed into like fountains Mountains. and stuff like that. There's a girl that like farts on the bus really audibly. And then then, everybody is like, Oh, "Oh, it smells so bad. (laughs) And then there's like boxing. I don't, one of the members has cornrows in it. A lot of shit happens in this music video. Um, but the song is really fun. I think this song is very fun. <laughs> I thought this song was so fun. Um, the music video or the music stages, there was like one stage where they wore cool other outfits and like looked cool. But in all the other stages, they wore very goofy, like color coordinated, but each in their own style, like outfits. And like one set of the outfits was like orange and brown and the exact same outfits but in like purple and green <laughs> is what they wore. And I loved those. I thought those were so funny. On August 19th, a piece of news, uh, Junjin from Shinwa had to make a public apology to his fans because at his own birthday party, which I think happened like at a public bar, his friends, Junjin's friends, started a bar fight with Junjin's fans who had been watching them. Like, I'm sure they were all just standing around and watching them. And then the drunk friends, like, I don't know. There was a bar fight between his fans and his friends. And he had to publicly apologize to his fans that his friends had started a fight with them. Wow. (laughs) But also, I'm just, like, imagining, like, being at your friend's birthday party. And there's just, like, a crowd of people, like, following you around (laughs) and, like, watching you like you're an exhibit and like oh yeah. that's a lot of things i don't like about it yeah yeah sure sure, sure. <laughs> on august 25th there was some juicy juicy dating scandal stuff so rumors had been circulating that ses member eugene was cheating on her boyfriend actor lee jihoon with another actor named park yong ha So Ji-hoon gave a one and a half hour interview to a tabloid and told them everything. Wow. He said that when he was away working in Brazil, Eugene called him and said, I'm afraid that I'm making things hard for you. So he decided to end their on again, off again relationship for good. And Ji-hoon claimed that the Eugene that he knew would never cheat on him and that he hoped that she would be happy and unscarred by the scandal. And he said that he wanted the breakup to remain clean and quote, Eugene feels the same way that I do about this matter. And even if she wants to come back to me, I have no intention of getting back together with her. Damn. (laughs) So it's like on one hand, he was like, Hey man, she's not a cheater. Don't say that about her. And also, but but we are through. Wow. I just thought that was so interesting because I feel like people directly commenting on their own relationships is a rare thing in a dating scandal. Very rare. And I feel like you only ever get it through like vague two years after the fact I was dating someone and there's like no details. But I think it's also interesting that like he's an actor because they have way more freedom and leeway. Yeah. And they can, you know, marry their co-stars and get a divorce a few years later and talk about it, whatever. So just interesting. On August 26th, Kangta came back with an album called Pine Tree. And the single is uh, translated to memory. (laughs) 
This was the number 18 album of the year with 264,000 copies sold. It was Kangta's second solo album, and he held his first solo concert right before its release on August 23rd and 24th. Um, and this is just a really big, like, drama ballad. Uh, Kangta plays, like, a volatile tattoo artist in the music video who has, like, a tiny, cute girlfriend who, like, smiles at him while she while he yells at her <laughs> and, like, lets him draw on her leg. And then she dies in a rainy car crash, and Kangta just spends the whole music video, like, singing dramatically and staring forlornly into a wind machine. And reaching to the sky yeah. dramatically. <laughs> this is all just, like, so funny to me because I feel like I can't like I don't understand like is this what Conta's fangirls wanted out of their like hottest member of HOT like to see him be an abusive piece of shit and then like lose someone and cry and mm-hmm. abuse like is that what they wanted out of music I guess so because yeah. they all do this like hella drama thing instead of being like the cute, hot, dancing boys that made them famous. Well, and wasn't it his debut music video where he got in full drag? Drag. And, like, he was also singing a, like, dramatic music video about, like, a girl that he lost and then dressed as her fully with nails (laughs) and everything. And, like, yeah, that's that's definitely not what I would have expected from the leak. Cause like, imagine if that's what Justin Timberlake did after he left and right. like, and he didn't give us justified. Right. He gave us drag ballads. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That would have, what a different world that would be for sure. For sure. Okay. Moving into September and we started the month on the first with a clarification of a dating rumor. So Jang Nara who has come up in the last couple of these flashback episodes. She is nowadays a very prominent actress, but at the time she was a new cute singer, very bad singer, but very popular. <laughs> um, and there was rumors that she and Hwee Sung, who, de- who debuted earlier in 2002, were dating. Ooh. So she put a statement on her own website saying that she would like, like about the media's curiosity And she said that they were both trained under the same teacher when preparing for their albums and that they were just close friends who share much in common and nothing more. And she requests that the public not exaggerate or falsify any more news. Ooh. Well, good for her for making (laughs) a statement. I love it. On September 3rd, we had the debut of a group called Isaac and Isaac Ngion with the at letter N in between their two names. Um, the album was called Tell Me Baby, and they released four different singles off of this album, um, including a title track called Tell Me Baby, which sounds like this. <laughs> This was the debut and only release for Isaac and Gion, but we've talked about them before because they are unfortunately like SM basement ladies and they have appeared on like the SM Town albums and they appear on the SM Town uh, like tours. But the group will later disband in 2004 due to inactivity. Isaac leaves SM and Gion gets put into the grace. Um, so she sticks around with SM. Um, but 
but this was a full 12 track album and they were meant to be a new R&B duo with dark voices and the first song tell me baby like kind of fits that yeah. it's like a really nice R&B ballad their voices are great the music video is just them singing in different rooms they have a black outfit and a white outfit uh, and there's like a wind machine in every scene because <laughs> that's what SN's all about in 2002 yeah so much wind machines yeah. Um, then they also released uh, one of the other singles they released off this album was called One, and it has a very different vibe. This is a much bouncier pop oh, yeah. song. Um, the music video is either the two members in like sweatery winter type outfits in this like tiny box room that is uh like white it's like blue sky white cloud wallpaper with bubbles everywhere or they're in their bedrooms looking at cartoon drawings of a boyfriend them and I a assume, boyfriend yeah and then like talking on the phone and like smiling on this old um, on this like very xenon video yes. chat like the video chat screen has like faux fur wrapped mm -hmm. around it and like yeah yes. but they still need like the phone, the phone. <laughs> to talk to each other but then they can see each other like holding the phone it's very silly um and they count all the way to eight in the chorus which i thought was hilarious i like couldn't believe that they seven. were still i like that they like a lot of them like take a few more it's so funny um but i really liked these girls like the their vocals are a little bit shaky sometimes in the stages but i felt like they were way more solid than the majority of first gen groups at the time like the time period needed them sure. and i was really sad that this was the only thing they ever did because the songs are fun and like the recorded versions sound great from start to finish and like this was a whole album and it's the only thing they did and i i'm their fan now and i'm sad yeah totally <laughs> no it was so strange that in the year 2002 sm debuted three different girl groups and each of them only got to do yeah. one album so weird so weird and then knowing that like this is during Lee Suman's like exodus from the, yeah like <laughs> exile or whatever like, why are they even, maybe they're just in a weird scramble. And like, that's why these girl groups never got the full treatment. He stole a million because, dollars. Yeah. Then I'm sure the coffers for music video that's and true. promotion must budgets been, must be no good. Does he still have, you know what? That's a discussion. That's another, an investigation for another, another day. Another day. We're going to put a pin in that. Later in September on the 6th, we had a comeback from the co-ed group Sharp S pound sign ARP their album was called style and the single was called tears this album was number 46 for the year at 137,000 copies sold um, this is a four-member group two girls two guys and this was their last release before the whole shebang exploded into tears of blood <laughs> um, another song off of this album my lips dot 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 warm like coffee was also really popular and it 
is a favorite song. It became a favorite song at the time of like artists and the public to cover. And I think it's still one I think of Sharp's we talked more... about it in our cover episode yeah, yeah, as yeah. a song that's been covered multiple yes, times. Exactly. It's very popular. Um, and the music video I did include in the playlist because supposedly like the girls had to film it separately. And it's very obvious. Like one of the girls is not in any of the group shots. Um, I couldn't find a music video for Tears, but the song, like you heard, is very upbeat with like a club beat and the girls take turns singing verses and the boys do like goofy raps. One of them says, tripping on the flow, gotta shake your ass. <laughs> and the music camp translation that is on the screen is just completely wrong for like <laughs> almost the entire English verse. It's oh, really funny. funny. Um, but we'll talk more about the explosion of Sharp. We have already discussed it. I believe in our co-ed episode, yes. we went into like extreme detail, but it'll come back up later in the year. Immediately after that, on September 11th, we had a comeback from Lee Soo-young. Uh, the album was called My Stay in Sendai, and the title was La La La. <laughs> This album was number seven for the year at 473,000 copies sold. Uh, and Lee Soo Young was one of Korea's most popular ballad singers of the early and mid 2000s. She has a beautiful voice. Uh, and like all the other ballad singers of the time, she gave us a very dramatic seven minute music video about a girl who gets murdered. And from what I can tell, She's an art student. I didn't skim this one. I actually watched right, it. Right. This is just what I what think could is what happened. Because these videos are so strange. They really, it's like they filmed an hour long drama and then just like cut scenes of it yes. into a music video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it seems like it's from a movie and that you're missing context, but like, no, it's just no. the music video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But go, please. So tell the us. story is about a young art student who has a nice relationship with who I assume is the groundskeeper, but maybe he's just a homeless man who lives near the school. Unclear. He has really crazy burn scars on his like neck and his arms. And we learn like toward the end of the music video that he saved her from a fire that she accidentally started when she fell asleep at school. And that's why they have the nice relationship now because okay. he saved her. But then not involving her at all, two hot teachers at the school are dating, but then the guy teacher starts flirting with the art student and he gives her flowers and a ring and he tries to kiss her in the rain on a roof, but she rejects him and pushes him away but the girl teacher presumably saw him trying to kiss her and she, it is implied that she strangles the girl and throws her off the roof and the groundskeeper sees it and is like heartbroken by it. And then the music video ends with the te male teacher just like crying. Holy crap. <laughs> These videos. And this is not the only one that we'll talk about that's no. like this, but like, I am just so baffled by it. Like it's clearly a trend at the time. So yes. it must've been 
popular, but I can't imagine being like a student, come home from school, turn on my Mnet to watch music videos and sitting through a nine minute music video of the saddest shit you've ever seen. The saddest shit you've (laughs) ever seen that almost always involve a young girl dying or being murdered. And this isn't even the first music video that we've seen where a student starts an inappropriate relationship with a or a teacher starts dating a student and then the student dies yes like that happens earlier in 2002 (laughs) what the fuck i don't like it it's crazy i don't like it after this on september 13th we had a comeback from park hyoshin the album was called time honored voice and the title track was called good person This album was number six for the year at 473,000 copies sold. Um, His voice is so interesting. I feel like we've talked about him in another one of these flashback episodes, but like, oh, it's such an interesting voice. Mm -hmm. Has such a like deep, like round edge to it. But I saw like a, a news item that there was some kind of fuss over the album cover for this album. Apparently the original cover had a shirtless photo of him (laughs) and I could not find anywhere in the depths of the internet, a single photo of this shirtless version. Couldn't find it, but supposedly it happened and only the first hundred thousand copies had the shirtless photo. So everyone like rushed to get it. And then the other 300,000 copies, it like the, Album cover on Melon is just like a blurry image of his face and he's like wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. And it's just like a torso, like a blurry torso portrait portrait photo. So I don't know, but I saw that there was fuss. That's really funny. Uh, This song ranked first two weeks in a row on Inkigayo and it won the main prize at both the Golden Disc and Soul Music Awards later that year. Uh, It's a really, really pretty ballad. Um, The music video is just him like singing the shit out of this song in a theater and it's cut with people doing ballet in the same theater. Um, There's not really a like story as far as like the it's not about the dancers it like just shows you like scenes from the ballet um and he performed it with a just like standing and with a full all lady string orchestra which was really cool love that um and this is not from 2002 but i learned in like looking up who this guy was that he you may know who he is if you are a a fan of bts because he's friends with v and the two of them have like posted each other on their social medias and v went to go see him in a musical earlier this summer so he's like 15 years older than me but they're buds but they're apparently. buds um on september 17th there was some pretty tragic news Shinwa's kim dong-hwan was in a car accident at 5 15 in the morning on the way to schedules and dong-hwan and his manager were hospitalized for a little while but his stylist kim yu sun who was only 20 years old died in the accident it's so sad there's so many horrible k-pop car accidents yeah. it's it's, it's like really a bad. problem Uh, A little while later, on September 24th, Boa came back with the album Miracle and the single of the same name. (laughs) 
This album was number 17 for the year at 265,000 copies sold. And it was a special album of previously released Japanese songs that were now in Korean. We spoke a lot more about this era of BOA in our two-part BOA deep dive. So go there for more info. Um, but the music video is... The music video has the title in parentheses as Destiny, but it's called Miracle on Music Camp. I don't know why. Um, but the music video is really, really simple. She just has like a bedazzled tattoo and a cowboy hat and uh, she lights and then stares at a fuse. And then sometimes she's dancing in all white in a like field of really obviously fake sunflowers. And the whole thing is just like a black box. Mm -hmm. And this is the song that like the outro of the chorus sounds like, no. Scrubs. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, you can sing it over it perfectly. Then in on September 25th, we had Sai come back with his album Three Mai. Semai. Semai. Which I think is some kind of slang for like cheapy. Mm. And also on all the covers, I realized it. I listened to the last part of this to prepare for the episode so I wouldn't overlap. And last time I said that his album was called like, I said that it was called like do or like two something, but it's called Tai. Like, oh, it's tai. all, it's all mm, just like yeah, puns. Yeah, yeah. It's all puns. And on the cover art of this one, he has the ma is crossed out and it says sa. So like mm. Tai, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. always Tai. He's gotcha. clever. There's gotcha, cleverness. Gotcha. Anyway, keep going. The single <laughs> was called Champion. <laughs> The song is so fun. The album was number 58 for the year with 107,000 copies sold. Um, and it samples that little piece that I just sang, uh, which is the Beverly Hills cop theme song, Axel F from 1984. Uh, this song was huge because everyone was still really pumped up from the World Cup. And that's what this song, we've talked about this song before. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it includes a Korean word, gangkangsule, which is a traditional folk dance where everyone dances in a big circle. So like the point of the song was that everybody was supposed to dance together. And Sai said the message was that true champions are the ones who know how to have fun because South Korea hosted the World Cup this year. They did not win. I think they came in fourth place. So yeah, they yeah, wanted yeah. to keep the champion spirit, even yes. though they hadn't actually They're won. They're just here to have a good time. <laughs> um, and this is probably one of Sai's simplest music videos. It's mostly just people dancing in a club in a sort of like Soul Train style with this light up runway that everybody takes a turn on. But then halfway through it, it becomes like a DDR dance battle video game where you could choose your players. Um, and then on stage, all of the the backup dancers wore these like really shiny plasticky looking like sweatsuit sweat track suits that were red white and blue and they said like sigh on them in like cursive um and Psy wore different ridiculous like super shiny quote unquote exercise outfits with like mesh uh, and cutouts yeah, and mesh his tummy and was out <laughs> and like all kinds of things it's really fun in October, so now we're heading into October, on the 1st, we had Jang Nara come back with her album, which was called Second Album Sweet Dream, and the single was also called Sweet Dream. It's gonna be another day.
This album was number nine for the year at 410,000 copies sold. And this album made Changnara a household name. It topped the charts at the time of the release and it won her several end of the year awards, including one in China for Korean Singer of the Year. Uh, and the music video is just her waking up in these like really goofy pink pajamas in like a smart house, like robot arms, uh-huh. brush her teeth, and they like make her breakfast. But she is very goofy and childlike and incompetent the whole time. Like she floods the room with bubbles when she tries to do laundry. She like can't do the self timer on the camera. Her leg. She can't do nothing. Yeah, she can't do anything. And then there's a whole scene where she like plays, she like sets up the camera and then like plays dress up. And she wears a really offensive Mexican mustache and sombrero outfit. And then she also wears a terrible like Native American headdress and like bow and arrow as well. So just know that that's in there. Um, and then at the very end, like she has to go somewhere. So she changes out of her Native American outfit into this like blazer costume and she like walks out of the door and there's like socks stuck to the back of her blazer what because she is incompetent. <laughs> um, and then the music video or the music stage, she's wearing the blazer outfit that she like leaves in the music video. Um, and she just stands there while the boys dance behind her. And I just noted that I think that she did get singing lessons from Wee Sung singing teacher in between mm. albums because while she's still not great, she's much better <laughs> in these stages than she was in her debut stages. Like, much better. So The training paid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On October 8th, we had the band Ocean come back. This is spelled the number five, T-I-O-N. They came back with an album called Album of the Parentheses Y Ear. And the single was 24-7. You show me your heart. found a fun fact that this album was available to stream for free on a website called pucky.com which was a huge fucking deal at the time nobody was streaming like we were talking Mm, earlier like mp3s were still a new concept so the idea of being able to stream a whole album was like very novel at the time so they made this album free to stream and it was a big deal i love it Um, There was no music video that I could find for this, um, but it's just like a perfectly pleasant, pretty boy band song. I love Ocean. I loved it. (laughs) Ocean like never disappoints, to be honest. Um, And I really liked these guys and they're like coordinated pink and black boy band outfits. They sounded pretty good live. Like Ocean, two thumbs up. Yeah, love it. (laughs) On October 8th, the same day, we had a comeback from the group called K-Pop. With their album, See You at K-Pop 02. And the song was called Mirage. Uh, This band is impossible to find anything on. It's called K-Pop. I mean, come on. But so all I could find was that this was their second album and it peaked at 17 for the month of October. I don't know how it did throughout the whole year, Uh, but the music video is like a really standard sort of like box music video. It starts with the members in a light up box set in white outfits and there is a singular motorcycle like parked in the front 
left corner and then they're just dancing in front of the lights and like doing the choreo and then they're also out in the desert just standing in the desert and singing at the camera and they're wearing all black um and there is a nip slip less than 15 seconds into this zo- music it's a video. zoom into Zooms the nip into slip the it's nip. like not even it's like yeah uh, and there's just like a lot of shirtlessness throughout the entire music video. Like almost each one of the member, there's definitely more than one member that is uh, like an open button shirt, like slow motion twirling in their, yeah. in their solo shot. Um, but there's really fun choreo for this song in the live stage and they wore like good bedazzled jackets. And I love a song that has a hit me with the bridge. Come on. <laughs> No, I like like this song, but I suspect that it's because it already exists as four other songs. Yes. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those songs that like I know there's another song that's been in one of these 2000 episodes yes. that is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like I it mean, feels I think so some of familiar. the songs we've already heard in this episode have bits and yes, pieces this of this era is so like, same. So derivative of each other. Um, but yeah, that was K-pop. <laughs> on October 9th, this is the day that the Sharp members got into a physical fight backstage of a music show and they needed to be replaced at the last minute by wax because they couldn't go on because they one of the girls' faces was scratched up. Um, and the company stated, we knew that the two female members were not on good terms, but we didn't know it was this bad. We ourselves don't even know how to handle this situation. Of course, we need to hear them out first, but if they hate each other so much as to cancel a live TV appearance, we probably need to consider the worst case scenario disbandment also. So there you go. Yeah. I thought it was interesting when I was reading about this, that they, the fight started in an elevator because it made me think of the Beyonce salon mm. Jay-Z drama in an elevator. And I was like, gosh, it's always going down in the elevator. Yeah. Interesting. Close quarters bring out people's rage. I guess so. And that like one moment of privacy when the door is open that you can just let loose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on October 11th, Chakra came back with the album Chakra 3 and the single was called Come Back. This album sold 31,000 copies in 2002, and it was the debut of a new member, Bona, um, who had replaced their former leader, Ini or Aini. I looked it up. I think it's Aini. Aini. Uh, and she had left to go study abroad. Or so No, it's Ini. <laughs> it was Ini. Ini? Yes. Okay. It's spelled mm. I-N-E-E, so I wasn't sure how to pronounce that first I. Um, but in... What did you just say it was? Eeny. Eeny, thank you. Eeny left to study abroad three months before this comeback. So uh, Bona had just gotten thrown right in there. Um, but the music video is in both color and black and white. Um, the girls are like really fancy in these like black dresses and they look really sad and they're like empty bedrooms. Um, and the song has a really, really good fiddle throughout the mm. entire thing. I loved that. Um, but they wear the same fancy black dresses on stage while the men, while men in suits dance around them. Um, and the girls do very light hand choreo as they step forward mm. and back. 
I liked this song and I appreciated that it seemed to be the first chakra comeback so far where they had dropped their very offensive quote yes. unquote Indian concept. Mm-hmm. So that was at least nice yes, to there see are as well. No, there are no inappropriate cultures represented in this in this song or stage. Well done, chakra. <laughs> Um, October 15th, Sharp officially called it quits after a very dramatic press conference wherein one member tearfully shouted, like interrupted everybody and just started screaming in tears that they had been paid off by the bully to say that there was no bullying happening and that they could not keep up with the charade any longer. It was was very dramatic. Very, very dramatic. And like... Yeah, I, like I said, we've talked about this scandal before, but uh, yeah. But it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's a fun. Can't believe it happened. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, this feels fake. Right. Um, <laughs> and it's just so, so interesting. And I love that juicy gas. Yeah. On October 15th, the same day that Sharp announced this, uh, Jay Walk came back with the album Someday and the single of the same name. This album was 93 for the year at 54,000 copies sold. And this is a duo of Sekshki's members that debuted earlier this year. And then they sort of disappeared after as this release was not as popular as their debut. And they were kind of thought of as like one hit wonders until they made a comeback in 2007. Um, And the music video for this starts with a girl that is like crying and singing at the same time. Um, And then it's just the boys singing at a club or like a very fancy theater set and musicians like rise up from the floor and they like drop down from the ceiling and the girl that was singing and crying is just sitting there watching them um and I really love the like light bossa nova vibes in this song it's really fun they wear uh white suits with bedazzled bolo ties on stage and one of them has a cane and the backup singers are just holding tiny like egg shaker maracas and it's it's a very fun song and I just had to note because I was watching this stage and I think that the backup singers in the stage are fully fake <laughs> because they are, quote unquote, singing the wrong lyrics sometimes. Yeah. Like what the girls on the track are doing is not what the v- girls are doing. And like there are parts where they're supposed to be going like, ooh, and they're just doing what the boys are doing. <laughs> they were not singing. I think they were just cast to be because they're also wearing like skimpy outfits and yeah. they're all very hot. So I think they were just supposed to be there and give the appearance of backup singers, but I don't think they were real, which is pretty funny. That is pretty (laughs) hilarious. Uh, on October 22nd, we had a debut of solo artist Buell, which she also sometimes goes by star. That's the translation. Uh, and she put out an album December 32nd with the single of the same name. Buell debuted under JYP, um, and her wiki is pretty sparse, but she's married to Haha, and she was recently a member of Mama Doll. Um, so if you if the name rings a bell, that's probably why. The music video for this debut has her alone in a white nightgown in a one-room house, and like the clock is ticking, and she looks like she's kind of losing it at the sound of the clock, and then it starts raining inside. 
Her house floods and freezes, and then she falls off the chair and shatters into a million pieces because she was frozen solid. Wow. Yeah, the lyrics of the song, I had to look it up because December 32nd is an interesting title. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much just that, like, this the singer has gone through a breakup or that the guy promised he would be back next year or something. And then she does not want to flip the calendar to January mm. because then that will mean that he's not coming back or that right. she has to do another year without him. So she's like, it's December 32nd and tomorrow will be December 33rd because like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not doing January. She's stuck and frozen yes. in this time. <laughs> Um, she stands in a pretty white dress with like a ton of fog on the stage for the music camp performance. Um, and to her credit, she sounds pretty good. Her white eyeshadow and her super glossy lips are so shiny. Um, and yeah, pretty song. Yeah, I think this song was pretty huge because just watching, I watch whole episodes of music camp to do these episodes because it's fun and it helps me find the people. But when they would run the chart on the bottom or the part where they would be like the top songs of this week. This song was in the top mm -hmm. five from the minute it was released for like a freaking year. Yeah. It was very popular. On October 24th, we had a comeback from YG Family. They released the album YG Family 2 colon YB Normal uh, and released the single Stylish Gentleman. <laughs> So YouTube has this translated as hip-hop gentleman, not stylish okay, gentleman. Okay. So just FYI. Um, this song features a teeny tiny baby G-Dragon. <laughs> he was only 13 Korean age so at the 12. time. Uh, and the music video starts with a guy in cornrows playing on a keyboard and setting the looping track, which is the little like do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, and then that just like loops the whole time. And then everybody takes turns like rapping at the camera in different settings. Some people are in front of cars. Some people are with bikini clad women. G-Dragon like jumps over a fence and is just like alone. And then he's in on front a school bus because he's a kid. Yeah, because he's a kid. <laughs> um, and he has like custom like spray painted Jordans that say GD on them. Um, and he's so tiny. Uh, but there's all like real locations, no box sets in the music video. And I believe that the adults in the song are Teddy, Danny, Jinu, and Sean from Jinu Sean, and Master Wu. Uh, and those, that's only five, so including G-Dragon, that's, you have six. Uh, and then you think that you found I'm pretty the sure guy. the sixth guy or seventh guy is Jin Huan from One Time. Okay, great. Because there's only, there's seven of them in the music video, and then in the music camp performance, there was only six. So I was like, I am confused by this. Um, but the music camp performance that I included is like a Christmas special. And so they come out at the beginning and they like throw presents into the audience <laughs> and they're all wearing matching green, like YG jerseys and GD has a Santa hat underneath his little flat brim Aww. cap and it's really adorable. Um, but yeah, this song, I, I was like the main loop where they go like pancha pancha or whatever. Yeah. I was like. This sounds so familiar to me, and I looked to see if they had, like, sampled something or whatever, and in listening to the clip right now, I think it reminds me of Destiny's Child. Jumpin', 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 jumpin'. Yeah. yes. But it's not an official sample, um, because other songs off of this album, like, showed up on sites that are, like, you know, who sampled who or whatever, and this one wasn't called a sample, but it sounds exactly the same. 
Um, this is something that I found and I have to mention it, even though it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But on October 26th, there was supposed to be the Sensasia concert taking place in Irvine, California. And the announcement about this concert said, actor Rick Yoon has put together a concert tour featuring artists such as G.O.D., J.Y.P., Park Ji-Yoon, Rain, and Coco Lee, along with his girlfriend, Lisa Ling, from The View. And he hopes to, quote, demonstrate the diversity, size, and strength of Asian American consumers, and at the same time, bring the community together for a day of celebration. So everybody was very excited about this, and I thought, oh, that's so cool, like, Rain and G.O.D., like, Mm -hmm. let me find out. What happened? Footage. Is there any footage of this concert? How many people came or whatever? And I couldn't find anything about it. And then I found the announcement on the Soompi Soompi archive that the concert was canceled because G.O.D.'s visas didn't get cleared. So it didn't even happen. That's crazy. I wonder if that's the only reason or if there were other things. Because it seems pretty wild to, like, cancel this whole thing just if one artist isn't able to go. Um, But, yeah, interesting. All right, moving into November. On November 1st, we had a debut of MC The Max, and their debut album was called MC The Max with an exclamation point. (laughs) And the lead single is called Goodbye for a Moment. This album was number 75 for the year at 74,000 copies sold. And this was the new iteration of Moonchild. We discussed their debut in the 2000 ep, um, but one member left. So the other three re-debuted as MC the Max and the MC stands for Moonchild. Mm. Um, I couldn't find a music video for this one, but in the stage that I linked, the singer has like, layered hair and clear sunglasses and a velvet jacket with denim lapels. And then the guy playing the electric violin has like bleach polka dot hair. Mm -hmm. And the drummer has a buzz cut. And then a lady in like a white dress does like lyrical interpretive dance around them. I was so confused (laughs) that this was a group at first because the stage, because like they only have one. They're each other. far apart. (laughs) And like the two guys that just play the instruments are like way in the back and kind of in the dark. And I was like, am I seeing the wrong thing? And also because MC, I was expect MC the max. I was expecting like a rapper, like an MC. And then it was this like pretty drama ballad. I was so confused, but the crowd really loved them. Um, next up, we had a comeback from Lee Jung Hyun with an album called I love natural. And the main single is called Dala Dala or run away. Uh, This album was number 52 for the year at 123,000 copies sold. And Junghyun is a solo singer who debuted in 99 and was credited with introducing techno music Mm. to Korea. And I'm sure you could hear that in that clip, that that is her specialty. Uh, So this music video starts with someone playing traditional Korean instruments, and she is, like, slowly ascending stairs in this, like, 
long, like fancy traditional outfit. And then the song just kicks the fuck in. Oh my God. And it's so jarring. <laughs> the traditional instruments like appear a few times mm-hmm. in the song in little moments, but mostly she and the dancers are doing this very big chaotic choreo and they have like really long strips of fabric that are just covering their hands. So they look like wacky waving inflatable tube men. And they're like waving these big like Mm -hmm. tube things around. And then she's like in other scenes, she's like tied up like sexy with red bondage ropes and like writhing and being like, ah, yeah, the ropes were a lot and very shocking. (laughs) I was like, Oh, that's pretty scandalous. Um, and the like fabric choreo is so, so silly, but I liked that. Cause in the music video, she, uh, does like a set piece where she has really big calligraphy brushes and she like paints on the ground and then she paints on people. And she actually did that in the stage too. Like it starts out and during the, the intro with the traditional instruments, she like takes out a huge brush and she like paints on the back of the backup dancers. And then the techno starts and it like goes crazy with the choreo. But um, yeah, this song is a lot, but there are really loud fan chants in this stage. Like people were here for it. On 11, 12, we had a comeback from Eve. They put on an album called ever. And the single was called paradise. This album was number 96 for the year at 52,000 copies sold. And I just had to write it down because this was our random game group from last week. Yes, our glam rock boys. Um, And there's no music video. And the only stage that I could find from this year was extremely low quality. Um, But it seemed like either the singer was wearing lace pants or the most shredded pants in existence. I think they were torn. But I liked that they clearly kept their aesthetic from the debut that we watched last week. (laughs) Yes. And he, I will say, he does not sound very good in the live performance. Like, really doesn't hold up. Especially after we learned in our random game that, like, his entire band has changed people the whole career and it's like it's just a vehicle for the vocalist yeah and then to have him be like not very good live I was like dude and that also (laughs) felt very apparent in this the album cover of this album only has him on it yeah 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 (laughs) yeah it's very it's very weird it's very weird um on November 13th a little bit of fun gossipy news for the time Kangta gave an interview to a Taiwanese newspaper And he told this newspaper that he had been in love with someone for four years and that that relationship had ended two years ago. So obviously the fans started rushing to put, pull the receipts and figure out what happened. So netizens took this as confirmation that he and adult ceremony singer Park Ji Yoon had been dating back then because there were rumors about them back then. Mm -hmm. But him saying, I was with someone for four years and we broke up two years ago. They, everyone was like, we figured it out. It was yeah. definitely her. And both Kangta and Jiyoon here in present say that they were just good friends and the relationship was never officially confirmed, but this was the hot goss of the day that 
See, this is what I'm talking about. Idols giving these like vague little like tidbits that actually tell you nothing. And then like the fans just have to run with it. Like, (laughs) where's my tell all? Like, sit down with Barbara Walters and give me the everything. (laughs) On the 13th, my favorite duo from this time period, UN, came back with an album called Extreme Happiness. And the main single is called Miracle. Uh, this album was number 61 for the year at 101,000 copies sold. And the music video, like, obviously this vibe is very different from our favorite song, Wave, that they put out the year yes. before. But it's a winter song. Wave was a summer song. You're right. You're right. You're totally right. So the music video opens with one of the members sitting on a bench and he does a monologue in English, like a very drama monologue. And then it zooms out to this facade of the front of a house. And then the whole- Which is like very obviously fake. Like a very fake set house. And then this whole story just sort of happens like fading in and out. Like you see people and then they fade away and then they, and it goes through this whole story of one of the members has a, sweet girl and they're having a sweet love story they ride bikes they eat lunch in front of the house like it's nice but then an ambulance pulls up to the house and it fades away and then a funeral procession walks out of the house and it's like oh no she died so then the boy is like a sad shell fading in and out in front of this house looking progressively sadder. And then at the very end he sits down on that same bench from the beginning in the snow And then presumably freezes to death because he's just sitting there frozen. And then he leaves his body like the ghost. And then the girlfriend appears as an angel and they walk off screen together. Wow. The end. So (laughs) many people freezing in snow. I know. Like that is a very common trope of this era. Don't fall asleep in the snow, you guys. Yeah. Don't do it. But in the stages for this, UN just stood still singing very dramatically while boys in very big sweaters did like a slidey dance behind them. But, oh, I love UN. I love UN. They always come through. This song is great. They sound so good live. They're so cute. They're so cute. November 17th, more fun. Uh, Hot Goss, the rumor of the day was that G.O.D. member Son Ho Young, who was 22 at the time, was supposedly in a four-month relationship with a backup dancer named Kyu Guni, who was 23, and that they met while she was dancing for the G.O.D. 100-Day Human concert, and their affections grew during the concerts, and both had reportedly introduced each other to their friends as boyfriend and girlfriend. Cute. So this is like pure rumor gossip news. I but love I love that. confirmation because I am sure... That idols be dating backup dancers all the time. All the time. time. All the time. (laughs) Backup dancers and stylists and And staff. staff. Because who's going to... They're always around. They're always around. Uh, On the 20th, my guy Shin Sung Hoon, my my guy, (laughs) uh, put out an album titled The Legend, The New, The Classic, The Festive. The one, the only... (laughs) And the main single is called Thank You For Existing. I fucking love this guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
versed enough in my different types of like Latin drum beats to know which is which. Yeah. But uh, like uh, that, this vibe was so strong in this yes. era is so I love interesting it. and I fun love to it. me. Uh, this album was number 65 for the year at 96,000 uh, copies sold. And it's just a fun little cheeky little Latin beat song. And the official music video is just a montage of concert footage. And on the music show stages, he was getting the audience to sing most yeah. of the song. And they loved it. And like, yeah. Oh, and the stage I put in the playlist has a mascot wedding in yeah. it. That like, t- <laughs> they stay there the whole time. And there's like different moments where they have to like, they like act out different things. And, and the audience is like, yeah! halfway through. Yeah, they like kiss. <laughs> and then at the end, like... Shin Sung Hoon like gives him gives them like a time to like applaud and like bow like for the mascots. The fan chants are so loud for this song, which I think is funny because it just like doesn't seem like the kind of song that would have fan right? chants, and it does. Um, and the but I love the music video because even though the music video is just like footage of him like in photo shoots and concerts and like being cool, it starts with the like. Like big, like 20th Century Fox, and then the like MGM lion of the roar, but it's him instead of a lion. And I think it's really funny. I love this dude. So great. He's great. On November 21st, SES had a comeback with an album entitled Friend, and the main single is called S period Roman numeral two period S, which stands for soul to soul, but it's also two is E, so it's supposed to be S-E-S mm, as well. Cute. Many cute. meanings. This was number 66 for the year at 94,000 copies sold. And the music video has a couple, has three different sets for the girls. Eugene is sitting in an empty room surrounded by a bunch of stuffed rabbits that she's like gleefully unstitching and like yeah. pulling their stuffing out. And then Bada is like crying and writing letters in like a gothic-y room. And then Shu is in a bed with a giant white glowing orb and she like goes under the covers with it and is like caressing it but it's just like it's an orb super strange and then there's like a dance set like a black box set where they're wearing like let pleather pants and little crop tops yeah. and stuff and doing a very wild perfectly of the time choreography moment that i think is really funny but this song was never, ever performed live because this is like the death knell of SES. Like at this point, they had all pretty much split to go solo. Mm-hmm. So I don't think SM could wrangle them to do live yeah. performances at all. But this song is fun, but the beat is so squeaky in it <laughs> that I felt like half, like ha- halfway through the song, I couldn't listen to it anymore because I was like, honestly, this beat hurts me. Yeah, It's Understood. so squeaky. Uh, next up on the uh, same day, Lee Ki-chan came out with New Story 2 and the single is called Cold. This album sold 128,000 copies by the end of the next year and it got four music show trophies. And this has a sad story music video as well. In this one, there's like a little boy and he's watching this girl like hang up laundry from behind a tree. 
And then it cuts to their suddenly high schoolers and he rides his bike over to see her and they're like playing in the laundry and they're laughing and having a good time. And then the boy shows up with a little toy bicycle for her, but she's not anywhere to be found. And she's hiding behind a rock from him. Like she can't see him anymore. Flash forward to their adults. She's a nun now. Yeah. No explanation. Runs into her and realizes that she's a nun. And then they spend the last 90 seconds of the music video Just both of them crying. Yeah. Nothing else happens. They just cry. Separately. Because they don't, like, acknowledge (laughs) each other. Like, he, like, walks up to, I guess, the nunnery or whatever. (laughs) Convent. That's the word. (laughs) He, like, walks up to the convent or the church or whatever and, like, sees her walk by. Doesn't. And she, like, kneels to pray, like, outside. And, like, she, like, is, like, oh, my God, like, it's him. And she's, like, fervently praying. And then he's just, like, hiding behind a pillar, watching her pray, and then, like, sobbing. It's so bizarre. They're so sad. (laughs) It's so strange. I was, like, why is she a nun? Uh, But this is another instance where the fan chants were really loud during the stage. Like I'm telling you this song, like, four music show trophies. This song, like, dominated music camp for a whole month. And, like, it's the beautiful, beautiful beautiful sad song and then you just hear like you're like what (laughs) it's such a weird dichotomy it's very funny he also had very little glasses and glasses are so small the scarf that was the same fabric as his sweater so it like it was they were both the same like striped pattern and he looked very goofy i love it News item for November 23rd, Sai opened up a street stall for two days that he called Dandara in Apku Jongdong, and all the proceeds from this uh, food tent for the weekend were donated to help seniors that lived alone and children with diseases. Oh, well, that's so nice. charity from Sai. Uh, on the 23rd of November, we had a debut from a singer named Vera. And her first album was called Myself, and the single is called Shake It Up. So Vera was a female solo artist who was 22 at the time, but this is the only album that she ever put out, and I could not find any more information about Mm -hmm. her at all. But what I thought was so fascinating is that The music video is mostly very tight close-ups of her eyes, and she has, like, two pieces of bang, like, Mm -hmm. blowing in the wind, and she's, like, otherwise moving very slowly through, like, a bedroom and, like, sitting on the bed and looking sad. And I was like, oh, is this supposed to be Memoirs of a Geisha-themed? Because the cover of Memoirs of a Geisha is that, like, the eyes mm. and the hair, like, blowing across And she the has, eyes. like, very, like, pale makeup with bright red lips. And the music video, like, sort of implies that she's, like, a kept Maybe, woman. Yes. Like, because she's only ever in this bedroom. But, like, a man comes to see her sometimes. And then the only other time we see her is that, like, she's in, like, a set doing like the dance but the plot of it like you only ever see her in this bedroom yes but memoirs of a geisha didn't come out for three years after this (laughs) so my mind was just like literally blown because the imagery is exactly the same yeah i mean i wonder if it's based 
on the book? Did the like, book I cover when have the, book the same? Came out? I don't know. I, I, I don't it's know. just that like that same image of the yeah, white yeah, face yeah. and the two pieces of hair blowing. I was Unless like, it's just a wild. coincidence that like that's what we attached yeah, it to maybe. because we already knew Memoirs of a Geisha, but whatever. But the stage outfit that I put in the playlist is the most hideously 2002 outfit. She has one of those like bubble hats and like big Ugg furry Ugg boots. But I honestly do not hate this song at all. No. I like this song. It's very Samantha Mumba. And like, I was all about it. Like for yeah, a one yeah. hit or not even hit, just a one appearance person. Mm. I thought it was a good song. Absolutely. So. But she did look like she walked straight off the set of High School Musical. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. On the 26th, we had a comeback from a group called Brown Eyes. And their album was called Reason for Breathing, number four. And the single is called Chum Chum, which means gradually. So this album was the number two best-selling album of 2002 at a 618,000 copies. And it came out the last week of November. So it sold that many in a single month. Like, wow, this was huge. But, uh, okay, it has a really wild music video. Love triangle music video. One of the guys, and neither of the guys are brown eyes. They're actors. One of the guys works in a drinking tent and he is sad. The other guy is a boxer and he is sad. And they, there's a girl and she has a fainting disease. I don't know. She, she falls sometimes. down a lot. Uh, but then they like meet the girl and then they are like a weird thruple for like some of the music video. And then the boys get in a fight over her at the beach. Yeah, they like put on boxing gloves and like agree to have it out because sometimes in the montage, like, sometimes they're together and they're a thruple, and then other times it's, like, the girl spending time with one of them and the other one is, like, looking jealously from afar. Sadly. And then they agree to, like, duke it out, so they fight on the beach. And then they show up at her house to say that they're sorry and she tends their wounds. And then they show up at a school and the kids point to the, to the calendar and it says, today's our teacher's birthday. And they're like... We got to go surprise her because I guess she's a teacher. Then they, them and the children take a birthday cake into her dark apartment and find her dead in her rocking chair. Yeah. What the fuck? So fucking dark. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I started, my notes are like, oh, throuple music videos. Like, these are always so funny to me. Like, I just think that they're so silly, especially this one, because they were like seemingly in agreement that they were a throuple and then they were <laughs> fighting about it. And I was just like, this is hilarious. And then it fucking she got so dark. I was like, oh, geez, this is not fun anymore. <laughs> but the other part about this that I couldn't wrap my head around is that I could not find a single live performance of this seemingly huge song. And I couldn't find a performance of their song from last year either. There was no video evidence of brown eyes anywhere. And so I was like, wondering if this was just a full fraud Milli Vanilli <laughs> situation. But one of the guys went on to be in Brown Eyed Soul, which has four members, and there's plenty of videos of them singing. 
So like he's not fake, but I do know that their first music video, they tried to be faceless. So maybe they never showed up to things, but I just thought it was so strange yeah. that this could be the number two album and they never sang it anywhere. Maybe that's why it was so popular because of the mystery of brown eyes. that They never appeared. But there's anywhere. so many videos of music camp announcing them as number one and they aren't oh, there. That's so wild. Yeah, that's funny. All right, it's December now. Woo so on December 1st, Cool came back again with their seventh and a half album called Second Whisper. And the main single's title translates to The seven, Seventh Dwarf Who Loved Snow White. album was 37 for the year at 167,000 copies sold and I just gotta say that I could barely process how different this was from the song earlier in the episode mm -hmm. that I had to like triple check that it was the that same was group because I was like yeah what and the group is not in the music video either so it's like it's a real it's a real trip but it's very pleasant and very smooth like definitely not what i expected from cool me either um and the music video for this one is also a long dramatic music video but it's not it's not as dark as all of the other ones and this one there's a nice guy with glasses he's like a penguin caretaker park ranger or something and then there's a nice girl. I think girl. there's like an aquarium or okay, something. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and then there's a pretty girl in a red sweater and it's like very snowy, like country town. And then at the end of the music, near the end of the music video, the girl falls off of her bike and tumbles down a cliff and is like unconscious. And he runs all the way to town, like screaming, screaming to try to get her help. And then when he eventually reaches the town, he passes out from exhaustion so then a different guy goes and saves her. And then at the end of the music video, she's with that guy. So Penguin womp, Guy is like, womp. Womp, womp. he was the one who loved her, but he didn't. Oh, but he's he stuck out. with just the penguins. He's the seventh dwarf who loved Snow White, I guess. Poor little Penguin Poor Guy. Poor Penguin Guy. On that same day, SM Town released the 2002 winter vacation in smtown.com. <laughs> and the single is called My Angel, My Light. This album was number 81 for the year at 69,000 copies sold, and it stars Kangta, Moonhee Jun, Shu, Shinwa, Fly to the Sky, Yu Young Jin, Boa, Donna, Milk, Blackbeat, Shinvi, Isaac and Jian, Chu Gaiol, and Song Kwang, Sheik. And they're all wearing like fall colored sweaters in front of like some kind of concession stand. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the music video, they sort of act out a bunch of different Christmas and wintertime stories. There's a little match girl, Kangta and one of the girls do a, a gift of the Magi. Yeah. There's, There's like nutcracker stuff. Yeah, where like two of the guys are in full like rat costumes <laughs> with like heads and tails. Um, and they just do like goofy little skits and like very awkward seated group shots. Oh my God. Where they all the like. Shots where they are <laughs> all sitting. The vibe is so bad. Like, yeah. Compared to these fun summer ones where they sent them to like Bali or wherever to record these videos. 
they all seem like they're under duress or about to fall asleep or like their eyes are so dead in the scenes where they're all sitting together. It's very off-putting. And the other super off-putting thing about it is that at any point in the song, if any of the male singers sing, they're like whispering their lines. And it like, I did not like it. I was like, I don't, something about this is making me feel bad. (laughs) It it is a little bit strange, but I also felt like formulaically, it's the exact same as all of their summer songs. Like even the tune is really similar. It's just like kind of Christmassy themed. And I was like, I was like very shocked by like how cut and paste the like winter version of these were from this now that we know all about the summer (laughs) one. So I just found that a little hilarious. But something that was cool is that I did find a stage for this one and every person who showed up, which was not all of the people in the music video, but they got like eight or nine of them for this stage and all of the artists each have like an awkward child. Like they gave them all a child and like, one of the kids is like dancing and holding their hand and having fun. And the rest of the kids like look scared or are like distracted by things on stage. Some of the kids are like trying to (laughs) mouth along. Like maybe they think they're supposed to be singing and there's just like, it'll just be like one of the members and then like two small children standing in front of them. And they just like have their hand on their kid's shoulder while they sing. And it's very (laughs) odd. I don't know why Christmas stages, people always bring children out. True. Yeah, because kids are for Christmas. Christmas choirs, I guess. I don't know. On this, Also on this day, we had solo artist T, now known as Yunmire, come back with an album called To My Love and a single of the same name. This album was 80 for the year at 71,000 copies sold, and I could not find a music video. I found a few stages, but it's hard. This era of Yoon Mire's career is hard to find things because T is a very bad search term. Yeah, absolutely. It's a single letter, and it's hard to find things. But we've been following her career in these early episodes, so I had to bring it up. And it's pretty nice. I mean, the song is her early career, I mean, because, like, this song in particular is just a nice, like, smooth little R&B jam, and, like, she sounds good live because she's a good singer, and it's it's enjoyable. I like it when she pops up. On December 8th, JTL came back with an album entitled Love Story, and the main single is called When Did Your Heart Stop Loving Me? This album was number 57 for the year at 116,000 copies sold. And if you need a reminder, JTL are the other three HOTs. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I'm interpreting the music video correctly... The guys are like in a gray city and they climb some stairs up to the clouds, up to heaven. And there's a big factory in the clouds and they turn a bunch of like steampunk gears and there's pipes and shit. And then it like makes it snow on these boy and girl down in the city. And then there are like three shots where their faces are like warped in this really frightening manner. But like just for a second... 
And I don't know what the point of it was. <laughs> and it's like so disturbing and it like doesn't make any sense. And like maybe I found a weird YouTube poop version of this music video where someone only edited a single shot of it, but I don't know. That would be pretty nuts. I Please wanna, go look at this. I it's like towards it. the end and it's so freaky and weird for no reason. See, what the fuck is that? Yeah, why? Why? Oh, and then it happens again. And it happens again. That's... Like, why why? Why? It, like, makes me want to die. Yeah, why? But it doesn't happen to her. It only happens to the guy. Hmm. I don't know. That doesn't seem like a weird edit. That seems like it's just in the music video. So strange. I don't know. That's very strange. Very strange. I could not find any music per show performances for this song. And I wondered if they had more issues with SM blocking yeah. them for things or if they just didn't have the money to do music shows. They do them in 2003 for their next album. So they're not like banned from TV. And they did stuff earlier in the year. But this one, they didn't make it onto TV for this one for whatever reason. And I kind of love the shooby dooby doops at the beginning of the song. Yeah, I, this <laughs> my note. My main note is like this is the boy band shit I fucking love yeah. um, because it's just it's so pleasant. On December fifteenth, some breaking news: singer Harisu was legally recognized as female. The Korean courts approved her appeal, and Harisu's name was changed to Lee Kyung Un, and her gender was officially female on the. Rights of the government papers. Nice. Yeah, we talked about Hattie Sue, uh, I think, in our 2001 episode. That sounds right. Because I think that's when she debuted. Um, and she had, like, gotten famous as a model and then did a, um, a pop star, like, a debut as well. Um, but, yeah, great. Fun news. On December 17th, Kim Bumsu released an album entitled I Miss You, and the single is the same name. This album was number 77 for the year at 71,000 copies. And this is one of the best Korean ballads ever to me. <laughs> to me. I love this song. I love Kim Bumsu. Uh, this one also has an eight minute music video that is so, also so dramatic. So what I could gather from watching this, and I watched it twice to see if I could try to figure it out. A man arrives by boat to a snowy town. And there's a pretty lady in a sweater there, but she has a mean boyfriend. And also all the other men in town, like beat her up a lot. Like she's getting physically abused by everyone in this town. Jeez Louise. So then she seemingly marries the stranger and is possibly getting money from possibly sleeping with old men. I don't know. And then the stranger needs glasses really bad. And so then they go get glasses for him. And it's all, she's so exciting. And then the boyfriend robs her and beats her up some more times. And then like she hands a bank book to the stranger and it's like full of deposits because she's been giving him like all of her money. So then her mean boyfriend finds out about this 
and finds out that he's a secret Chinese immigrant who got married to her to try to stay in the country or something. So he calls the feds on him and then the feds show up and drag the guy out of the house and they beat him in the snow. And that's the end of the music video. Lord have mercy. I mean, <laughs> for why? For, for, for why? For why? <laughs> But the stage of this like shook oh me God. to my core because Kim Bumsu has like peroxide bleach hair and clear sunglasses and a little like patchy vest and just looks like such a like 2002 boy. I couldn't believe it. His whole outfit and like the crazy blonde hair just like didn't fit the vibe of the song at all. And also, I've never seen him in anything except slick black hair, nice glasses, and a beautiful suit. And yes. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you are not the Kim You Bum are suit not Kim <laughs> But yeah, I guess, I guess he was young and cool and hot when he first came yeah. out. I've only known him as a suit adult. But like, yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But there's a really great live trombone intro Ooh, to this yeah. song, which is just like smooth. This butter. I love so that nice. choice to have a trombone on the yeah. music show stages. I was oh, like, yeah, yes. that's great. It was great. December 23rd, SES officially disbanded. SM claimed that contract talks with Eugene had broken down, but it had been known for a long time that all of the members were more interested in solo endeavors and Eugene had been acting a lot and SM had apparently been trying to keep the group together for two years. Mm. So that was it. SES is over now. Maybe if Lee Suman hadn't had to go on the run, <laughs> we would have had a different ending. Perhaps. Right? Perhaps. <laughs> December 26th, Shinwa is back again with a new album entitled Your Wedding. And the, the uh, single is also called Your Wedding. So this album was number 33 for the year with 177,000 copies sold in five days Amazing. because of when it came out. So uh, the music video has all of the guys at a wedding party in like a cool lofty warehouse -y sort of set. And they're all like surrounded by hot women or creeping in corners but they all can't stop looking at the bride. Mm -hmm. um, and the lyrics of the song are about your first love marrying your dongsang. I don't know if it's supposed to be your actual brother or just a younger person that you know, yeah. but the point is that they've lost a girl to someone that they know and the wedding is making them sad. But this song, when I started it, was not at all the vibe I thought it was going to be based on the title because like Jun K and Taeyong have like songs about watching someone else get married and they're very sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I did not expect this to be like a, a sexy, like, fun sexy club group. song or like, whatever. No. Yeah, and there's a moment, this is like the most casual wedding I've ever seen. The bride <laughs> is wearing like a, a sundress dress, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and there's a whole, like the whole wedding stops and freezes and then the boys are like on a raised stage in the middle of the dance floor and then the whole wedding stops for their dance break and it's just very silly <laughs> um but i absolutely had to look up the lyrics because the beginning of the the very first verse of this song is entirely in english and it says hold up let's take it from the top hot box 
booming system flashing pure rocks in the six drop four minute on stop see money looking all right yeah what up pop plus the girl throwing signals i'm throwing them back flowing because i found you like that p baby boy style hoping we match she set me crown royal with a note attached <sighs> you guys you guys <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, there's like no other way to explain this. And again, it absolutely does not excuse his use of a slur in the song we talked about earlier. But like, I fully think that the rapper of Shinwa was just opening CD booklets for other rap songs and like and just writing, writing random down. lyrics down. Yeah. Like, I don't think he had any grasp on any like grasp what he was saying of at what all. any of it was because this also like doesn't have re like, it says flaw. I found five different translations that all translated it to flush in pure rocks instead of flush in flush in oh, yeah. with an flush in pure like oh like flushing drugs yes flush in pure rocks and they also say hot box in this and then instead of sent me crown royal with a note attached it's set 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 me crown royal so it's like i don't even know if you're seeing the words written down or just like hearing them and then writing and them write phonetically them and like oh man what a what a crime yeah this verse is it's really bad it's bad um but i did want to just give them a little bit of props for their vocal control in the live stage because like they're one of the only groups in this whole thing that is dancing while they sing mm -hmm. and they don't suck. They like yeah. are managing to hold it together and do their runs while they are jumping around, totally. which I was like, Hey, good for you. Cause no one else of this generation can do that shit. Yeah. And we talked about that in our first gen episode when we like first learned about Shinwa and I was like, they are the best ones because they're the only ones who have like choreo that is nearing the same level of like what we expect from k-pop and they actually sound solid while they sing so good for them in that sense then on december 27th our last comeback for the year as is their style god puts out an, their fifth album called chapter five letter and the single is also called letter <laughs> This album was number 12 for 2002 and it sold 390,000 copies in four days. Wow. And they also, their album from 2001 was in the top 10 for 2002 as well because it carries over. I don't even know how many it sold in 2003, but... The last four days of 2002, it sold 390,000 copies. So G.O.D. was the moment. Uh, this is a prison song. <laughs> when the music video opened in a prison, I was like, oh, no. But then the lyrics are literally, when I get out of this prison, are you still going to love me, girl? Um, love this pathetic bastard when I'm out of prison, to be more <laughs> specifically. Um, G.O.D. is not in the music video at all. There's just a guy in his prison cell doing push-ups, carving stuff, writing letters, and then a girl reading and writing the letters. And then at the end of the music video, she comes to the jail and is watching him through the bars, and he looks at her and he says, hey, 
Thanks for the letters. And then it cuts to him getting hung. I think it's hanged. Hanged. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> hanged. For his crimes. For whatever his crimes were. Also, like, ha- like were they still hanging people in 2002? That's pretty old school. I guess no. so. No? I mean, yeah. But I feel no. like until very <laughs> recently, Utah still had firing squads on What? There. Yeah. Well, that's Utah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, so yeah. real bummer music video. Real bummer music but video. But the song is smooth as fuck. I love G.O.D.'s raspy vocals. And there, like, is another horn. I wasn't sure if it was another trombone. But there is, like, a nice brassy like horn throughout this whole thing which is really lovely and then underneath all of the like dramatic monologues there is the sound of writing like in the track which I think is really funny um because it's in the backing track of the stages too you like hear the writing and I just that made me giggle yeah the stage that I put in it um my BB Danny has like giant fluffy hair and like him and June do these like letter monologues like live it's like part of the song and like I feel like they both are trying very hard (laughs) to like look serious and like it's failing a little bit um and they their outfits are very like fall gap catalog yes and like don't go with this whole like letter from a convict like theme yeah and one of them is wearing a sweater that has like those garter band like those garter belt pants that are shorts with pants attached and a space in between but it's his sleeves he has like a sweater over a button-up shirt that has like short sleeves and then they like the sweater sleeves end above his elbow and you see the button up and then they continue like halfway down his forearm it's very odd and i don't understand how they stayed on the shirt they must have been attached yeah Um, so that's the last comeback, but the last piece of news for the year that I could find was that on December 30th, they had, it was announced or the rumor was out there or it was in the news that G.O.D. member Park Joon-Hyung, the older one, the yeah guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that we call older Jackson. Yes. The sunglasses guy. Yeah. The rumor was that him and his actress girlfriend Han Go-Eun were going to get married in May. And that they were planning to hold a soul wedding and then spend the rest of their lives in the United States. But spoiler alert from 2022, these two people never got married. So Wow, interesting. So I don't know if the rumor came from them or if it was just gossip rag gossip, but hmm. and that's all I have for I 2002. Great. We did it. We made it all the way through the year. We did. It. And it was kind of a bummer. It was a bummer. <laughs> the vibe of this whole year was like so many tragic yeah, like, music what videos. What was going on in 2002, man? Everybody like, why did really we really sad? And like, we really like killing women in our music yeah, videos. Yeah, like that's tra- not cool. Yeah, too too much, too many dead women and yeah. too many people slow mo crying. And yeah, like, what a bummer. And then just like. The only reason it's sad that the woman is dead is because a man is now sad about it. Because the man is it. sad. I'm like, fuck yeah. that. What? I don't like it. Don't like it. I don't like it. Um, but anyway, these are always so fun to do. And um, yeah, we did it. We did it. So we'll be right back with a random game. All right, we are back. And as tradition dictates, we had the random number generator only search and first gen groups and it picked one of the absolute oldest groups on our whole list yeah. mm-hmm. uh, a co-ed group called 2-2 who debuted in 1994 
Yes, uh, this was this group originally debuted under the group or under the company Oasis, and then they later signed to BMG Korea. Um, and they have a pretty interesting history. I wonder who filled out their Wikipedia because it has a ton of information for a group from 1994. But apparently, this band was originally formed by two friends who were like friends since middle school, and then they like formed different groups in college and whatever. They were just like always playing together, and they eventually formed two two as a three member uh, boy group. And the name comes from their ages. They were both 22. Um, but then they decided to bring in instead a female vocalist. And her name was Lee Yoon Jung. And she uh, was the same age as them. And she recorded on their debut album. But after they finished the album, her father refused to allow her on stage for the broadcasts. So they brought in another girl, Hwang Kyeyoung, as a guest member who was also 22. And she lip synced to the original vocalists on the stages. Apparently her like look got really popular, like the bobbed wigs that she wore and her little like stage costume got really popular. But she and multiple activities just lip synced to the original uh, woman's voice and received a lot of criticism for that because it was like, why are you even here? Um, and eventually they like remixed one of the songs using like both of their vocals, but very interesting history there. Yeah, fascinating mm -hmm. that they that someone was singing and the raining it. Yeah. And that it also seems like they tried to at some point put both girls on an album cut. Like they reprinted the album and put both girls on the cover to be like, We're not hiding anything. Mm -hmm. There's four people in this group. And then I don't know. It sounds yeah. really very strange crazy. and a little messy. Um, but overall, they released three albums um, between 1994 and 1996 uh, and eventually disbanded. Because I, it looks like because of boys enlisting. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found one of their music videos that was just very recently uploaded to YouTube uh, for a song called One and a Half that came out on, I believe, their debut album. I believe this is their debut song. So this will be the girl fake singing, um, and I'm very excited to see it. So if you want to watch two, two, one and a half with us, um, pull it up and press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. All right, we got a title card. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, very, very 90s outfits. There are four people oh, Okay. In so I guess it was three boys and one girl. Yeah. And the girl is the one who's faking her singing. But I do see how this look could get very popular. Yeah. She's got like fun tights and slouchy beanie hats and animal backpacks. Yeah. And, like, and her little bob. But they're just like in front of a very obvious green screen, like dancing goofily. He's a cutie. Um, and then just like walking around the city, I guess. And they're wearing like the most colorful outfits I've ever <laughs> seen. They are all coordinated. So far the girl is just standing. I mean, she's just like dancing. It and also seems like only this guy yeah. has sung so far. 
Well, these dance moves are pretty funny. These are very goofy. Oh, and we're seeing behind the scenes. <laughs> They're showing the cameras. Okay, well, the other two guys are supposedly playing bass and piano, so yeah. maybe that's why they're not singing. They're the band. They're the actual band. But the girl so far has had no purpose at all. No, she really is just dancing. She... And this makes it almost seem like, seem like this was what she was singing, but her mouth is not moving. No. Oh, and dance moves. Wait, who? We can't even tell who's singing these parts. Because sometimes the pianist looks like he's singing. Or the keyboardist. The girl has done nothing. I'm just waiting. I know. See if she, oh, there we go. Oh my god, she's just like dead-eyed, lip-syncing straight to the camera. Like, her face is so serious. No, yeah, and like, I don't even believe for one second that she's <laughs> singing this at all. And is that the only line that she has I in would this whole song? laugh so much if it is. It might be. I think it is. This dance that she does. Yes. Very like it's arms very and silly, and, push, and then push. she's just like wait, like wait. she dances in front of a green screen of the members <laughs> playing yeah. the instruments, like. And then we'll see the keyboardist mouthing along, but only hear the singer, because there's a singer, a bassist, and a keyboardist, and then the girl. And a dancer. <laughs> Who has three moves. And she's this little me move. There's so much like tie-dye in this <laughs> and a lot of patterns. That's the only line that she sang in that entire wow, song. Wow, that's so crazy that they like had a girl at all. Yeah, like And why? that she couldn't do it and they decided to replace. That was the kind of single line that if they were seeing that on music shows just and it was just it coming from above, like, like no fine. No one would have needed it. That we didn't need any of that drama. Wow. That's really silly. That was fascinating. All right, that was 2-2. Two, two. And it is weekly recommendation time. And I'm going to recommend something that is on topic and I just because it's all I could think of. And I might have recommended it before, but I don't care because <laughs> it's really important to me. And this is a special version of Kim Bum Sue's I Miss You from the show Fantastic Duo, where uh, where people used to get to sing. It was like regular people competed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have talked very often about Young's episode. Yes. Mm -hmm. Regular people got to compete to sing a duet like with their idols or whatever. And the Kim Bum Sue, I Miss You from Fantastic Duo takes an already perfect, beautiful song and turns it into a fucking belting duet that like just really, ooh, it hits so hard. I can't believe they didn't win this episode. Like, shock. No, they did win an episode because I bought it. So they must have won because I have it on my iTunes. But anyway, point is, it's literally fantastic. 
and I feel like I've said it before, but I don't care. It's relevant because this song came out in 2002. So if you've never seen it, look for this performance. It's so good. Yeah, you can just put it in YouTube, Kim Bum Sue, I Miss You, Fantastic Duo, and it'll pop up, but it should have Kim Bum Sue and Kim Da Mi, and it's from episode two. Love it. Um, my recommendation is totally off topic, but Fine. it came out very recently. Allow. Um, <laughs> and this is because you and I have off the pod been discussing um, the disappearance of Wavy lately. Mm, yes. And six days ago, as of this recording, SM released a dance practice for the song Miracle, which was like the last Wavy song that has been released. And it was off of, it's not even... It's not even in my iTunes under Wavy. It's as NCT because it's from the 2021 Universe album. Um, but it's a really, really excellent, like, R&B, like, sexy pop song. It's called Miracle, and it's so good. Um, and this was the first. I think that they, I know Key has released one already, but this is, like, a 360 dance practice. So SM has this new dance practice room with this really fancy camera that is like clearly on some kind of crane and it like moves up and down and like goes around all the way around um, and so it's like a very fun like version but they it doesn't go like behind them like they move with the camera like mm. to sort of face it it's very fun to like see the it like makes the dance practice feel very dynamic and there's a there's a point toward the end where like Yang Yang Shu comes untied and he like doesn't have enough time he tries to tie it but he doesn't have enough time and then it like stressed me out for the whole like last minute of the song because it's dancing with it she went died I love it but it's great and they do a really good job and the choreo for that song is really good and the song is really good even though all the YouTube comments say that no one in this group can rap and I don't care I miss Wavy I miss Wavy that's all <laughs> good recommendation good recommendation uh, that is it for this week. Um, I'm going to put it in the episode description, but we are trying to finally, finally, after y'all asking so many times, finally get some Ask Me About K-Pop merch made. But we only want to make things that you guys like and would want to buy. Mm -hmm. So I've made a little survey where you can tell us about the kinds of things that you would want and what you'd want it to look like or say. So um, please click on that if you have any interest and tell us what you think about merch. I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise we can be found at amakpoppod on Twitter and Instagram, amakpoppod at gmail.com for emails. Uh, 181 AMAK Pop 5 for voicemails or text messages. P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California 90026 for regular old snail mail. Patreon.com slash AMAK Pop Pod for extra bonus episodes. I just put up August episode. I did a sleepy time podcast. Oh my I God, love so funny. It's so thank it's you. So funny. Thank you. <laughs> I love sleepy podcasts where people read things boringly so that it tries to put you to sleep and so i read the five page adore statement about cookie um and people said that it was starting to relax them but then they were like laughing at or getting incensed by the because the statement is so unhinged like it's so wild it's essentially just like everyone else is a pervert and you guys can go fuck yourselves and you're like excuse me like i think that there's i think 
All right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> uh, but if you want to check that out, that's on Patreon. Um, and if you have other funny things that you'd like me to read boringly, I'd love to do that segment again. Yeah. Um, then Linktree slash AMAK pop will take you to all of our places. And I think that's all of the places. We have a fun surprise for you next week. And that's all. Thanks for sticking through this whole episode. Love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. 